honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again today to talk about a uh, split in the last two games, New Orleans and Cleveland. The Wolves in Cleveland was an entertaining game. Uh, The Wolves led by uh, New Orleans Early and often, New Orleans clawed back, but the Wolves end up pulling away as the Wolves have only lost one time in those Northern Lights jerseys, so stop hating on those. The Cleveland game, well, it was a lot of lack of defense, but a lot of entertainment on national broadcast ESPN. So there it is, your little one-in-one split. We're hoping for a sweep. Uh, You know, every time we get cocky about saying, oh yeah, we're going to beat this team, there's no doubt we're going to beat them. Uh, and then we end up losing every single time. Uh, just like the Wild last night with the Arizona Coyotes. 3 nothing game, too. Wild are up 3 nothing, and, and they freaking lost in overtime. They still got a point, though, in hockey. You still get a point, though, so it's okay. It's okay. Come on, now. It's just one game. Yeah, well, that's one game that you're going to regret losing. And losing to the Cavaliers, well, obviously, a lot of motivation. I mean, they got to get out of this whole funk. I mean, they're going to get out of it at some point, right? So, of course, they kind of sort of get out of it when we play them. That's great. That's just great. It's always us. We're always the sacrificial lamb. As well as we played in that game, we still lose. And then the Cavaliers explosion took place the next day on the 8th of February. Cavaliers explosion. Yes, that's what this title of the episode is. It's not Timberwolves explosion. It's Cavaliers explosion. Welcome to your Cleveland Cavaliers uh, radio network. I am your host, Paladino Joey of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, You know, Cleveland Cavaliers fan base and all that. LeBron James, obviously, he's back, but is he leaving? Or is the team trying to keep him? I'm not sure, but, well, they changed just about half the team. Uh, let's review the uh, New Orleans game first, and then it'll be a Cavaliers explosion. Not a whole lot of major stuff to talk about, just a fun, entertaining game. Uh, Jimmy Butler looks fantastic again, making some incredible passes, some nice spin moves, a beautiful reverse layup. Oh, kind of Michael Jordan has kind of up on one side and on around to the other, like Michael Jordan used to do. Beautiful. Uh, there was trade talk with uh, Dante Cunningham at one point in time, number 63. That's a weird number for him. I don't even know why he's wearing that. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> the New Orleans Hornets, Dante Cunningham, was was starting in the game. Didn't do a whole lot, this and that. Uh, the reason acquired uh, Nikola Mirotic, Mirotic, pardon me, from Chicago, the uh, Rookie of the Year candidate with Andrew Wiggins a few years back. Ended up uh, finishing second there. He's now with the New Orleans Pelicans, doing a good job. This, of course, after the DeMarcus Cousins injury. So we'll talk about the trade very briefly with that one. We're going to go over a lot of trades pretty much during the month of February here. I'm not going to go heavy into detail. Just going to mention what took place and talk about it a teeny tiny bit. And then the more important ones, we'll talk about them more often. Um, Carl Anthony Towns has been lights out from downtown. He's made 10 three-pointers in a row, which is insane. Now, three and th- three of three in the Pelicans game made all of them. He made his previous three-pointer in the last game. So he's made 10 three-pointers in a row in the NBA. That's incredible. Wolves suddenly becoming very good from th- downtown, for the most part. Uh, 47% in the game. That's beautiful. 10 of 21 against the Pelicans. Made it look easy, but then again, the Pelicans kind of clawed their way back in. But still, the Wolves finished strong. Some incredible spin moves and passes by Jimmy Butler. Seven assists in the game. He led the club in that category. Jeff Teague, just whatever. Uh, I guess Jimmy Butler's the LeBron in terms of he's running the offense in a major way. Uh, Jeff Teague might as well be playing on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Uh, He'd probably been slightly better than Isaiah Thomas as a point guard because Isaiah Thomas is not a point guard. He's a scorer. He's like a Jamal Crawford. He's like a Crawford. He's a scorer. Um, And now he'll be balling with the Los Angeles Lakers with Vince Germano's club. Uh, Jeff Teague, though. Um, yeah, two of seven from the floor, only five points. So a, non, a nice, fun little victory for the Wolves. Entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it in a big way. Uh, Mr. 
Anthony Davis was incredible throughout the night, just going around people, doing whatever he wanted for the most part. Uh, he didn't shoot perfect or anything. He was he, he attempted 30 shots, but then again, who else is going to shoot the ball when Drew Holiday wasn't shooting particularly well? You have Rajon Rondo, who's not a scorer. Uh, but Miritich can shoot, but he's more of a backup at this point. Well, not a backup, but a spark plug off the bench. He played a lot more than the other two forwards, we'll say, for the New Orleans Pelicans. But at this point, that's what he is, kind of a spark plug off the bench. I'm sure he'll be starting a good number of games, though. He was downright awesome against the Wolves. Uh, 18 points, 4 steals in the game, 12 rebounds for Mr. Miritich. Uh, Jimmy Butler, though, just a joy to watch. Uh, Tapped the ball away several times. I don't know why it's saying two steals. I thought he had like five or six, because that's what it felt like, just knocking the ball away. Driving to the basket, finishing, it was fun to watch. A big joy. Jimmy Butler, absolutely the man in the game versus the New Orleans Pelicans. So now let's get to Cavaliers Explosion. And we will save the trade deadline talk until after the game is over because this current roster for Cleveland, uh, the current roster in the game against Cleveland anyway, different. Isaiah Thomas was still on the Cavaliers. The guy who single-handedly ruined the Cavs, right? No, uh, he didn't ask to be traded, but uh, it wasn't a good trade for the Cavaliers at the end of the day. And they pretty much cleaned up that trade. Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas on their way out. Carl Anthony Towns is one of the NBA uh, NBA application uh, yeah, recaps out there. Well, you can see it on Yahoo or NBA app, whatever it is. One of those guys out there who does the, the little uh, recaps. I love that guy's voice. Carl Anthony Towns. He says that one. It's better than anybody else. Jimmy Butler and Carl, both 30. They combined for 65 in the game. Jimmy Butler was fantastic offensively. Defensively, he got beat. Uh, he wasn't bad in the game. He just got beat. I mean, LeBron James is still better player than Jimmy Butler, unfortunately. Jimmy's had some incredible games against LeBron. He dominated him in a big way last time around. LeBron James, very, very complimentary of Jimmy Butler after the game. And how could he not be? Uh, Jimmy, again, several assists. Uh, six in this game, a couple steals, adding into this 35 points. Just Mr. Everything for the Wolves. Shot 66% or made two-thirds of his shots. Carl Anthony Towns couldn't miss. 10 of 12, and again made all six of his three-pointers. Jimmy Butler made four of five. This was an NBA record between the teams. 40 three-pointers made in the game. 40 three-pointers made, which is an NBA record. A Wolves game. When we always talk about the Wolves don't shoot enough threes, don't make enough threes, they're not a good three-point shooting team, this and that. We've talked about that pretty much since 1989. And, uh, well, we combined with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the most three points made in an NBA game ever. So that's pretty special stuff. LeBron James, outstanding throughout the night, determined to try to end this rift, end this disastrous season that's been taking place. Uh, good start to the year, like always. They always start good the first couple of weeks, and then down, down, down do they go, the Cavaliers. Like last year, they lost all that home court advantage they may have had. They ended up not even being number one in the East, but they ended up beating the Celtics. So that's kind of what that was. Of course, Isaiah Thomas being hurt, like he still is, basically, not helpful. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad wanted out, and he's not out yet. He's not been bought out. He was not traded. The Wolves did not uh, complete a trade on the trade deadline. Uh, Tyus Jones was running the offense, but didn't really attempt any shots hardly in the game. Didn't score anything, got some steals. But, uh, yeah, Tyus Jones played in well. Uh, Jeff Teague, 15 assists in the game and made half of his shots and half of his three-pointers. So, well done. Uh, not a bad game by Jeff Teague. His defense sucks, and that's a fact. But in a lot of ways, everybody's defense was pretty weak in this game. Uh, you saw Andrew Wiggins one-on-one -on -one with LeBron James pretty late in the game, late in the contest. And it was like... LeBron, uh, Wiggins wasn't even there. It was like he wasn't even there. Like, whatever. LeBron just walked right past him. And I know, it's LeBron James, and it is what it is. He's like 10 times bigger than Andrew Wiggins physically. He's been bigger since he was 18, which, again, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy that LeBron was already as big as he was when he was 18. Um, easily could have been a tight end in the NFL. He's that big. Um, and that's what kind of game this was. The Cavaliers, just the, the stars were aligned for the Cavaliers in this game despite the Wolves playing a fantastic tilt. Uh, fun to watch, a perfect game for ESPN. I'm sure the viewers just loved it. I'm sure the ratings were high. Jeff Green was a factor throughout the night off the bench. Kyle Kober, of course, nailing his threes, four of six from downtown. Cavaliers shot 51% from downtown, 21 of 41. And, yeah, I don't know, that's typical. Uh, Wolves almost 57% or 58%, 19 of 33 
from downtown. 19 three-pointers made by the Minnesota Timberwolves. 41 attempts by the Cavs. Think about that. 33 by the Wolves, but made 19. So great, uh, great effort by the Wolves. It's almost 60% from the floor overall. So if you like offense, this Golden State Warriors-style basketball, that's what you saw a little bit. Not exactly the same, but similar. Um, even the Pistons were like this against the Wolves not too long ago, scorching threes and all that. Um, incredible. Uh, 40 three-pointers and a new NBA single-game record. Very cool. Nice to be a part of a game like this. Just sucks coming out on the uh, losing end of it. The defense down the stretch, not what you want. Uh, and the attempt by Jimmy Butler late there, trying to put the Wolves ahead and force the Cavaliers to at least try to tie the game or, or win it with a three-pointer. And Jimmy Butler swatted away by LeBron James from the weak side. Just, uh Lord. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, I wish he went up a little bit. I, I wish he put up a teardrop, but he did not put a teardrop up. He just kind of went to the basket, did Jimmy. And that ball was swatted into the next county. Uh, unfortunately, it was swatted over to Columbus, Ohio. I mean, that ball was smashed. Uh, unfortunately. Jimmy Butler kind of was, like, irritable after the game when questioned about it. A little irritable, but at the same time, he told the uh, reporter a good question. I don't know if he's being sarcastic or not. Obviously, very frustrated. Still in the heat of the battle, all that. Jimmy Butler, by the way, speaking of in the heat of the battle, played 10 minutes more than anybody else on the Timberwolves. Well, okay, we'll say, hey, Jeff Teague was second in minutes. That's funny. That's very funny. Um, but he played well in the game to Jeff Teague. So this was easily his best game in a while. Uh, Butler, spectacular, but didn't like the finish, of course. Again, going up to the basket, put the teardrop off the glass, something. If it's off the glass or just a general teardrop, I, I, I don't know. It's better than getting blocked, I guess. I don't know. It was an unfortunate play. Uh because the teardrop obviously is so high. I don't think LeBron James would have gotten to it without getting called for goaltending uh, at some point on that one. And then, of course, the inbounds. Only one second remaining. One second? And it was three-fourths of the court away, and LeBron is just left with one guy in front of him. That's Jimmy Butler, which is okay. Jimmy Butler is the best guy to be there, but LeBron had way too much space. There was nobody there, man. Nobody there other than Jimmy Butler. And that's it. And then LeBron was able to put up the Air Jordan fadeaway, whatever. And it went in, of course. And, you know, there is a little luck involved in that shot. Okay. I'm not being a sourpuss, being a, a homer. There's a little luck involved in that shot. Of course, it's a low percentage shot. But LeBron is, is you know, he, he put up a great play. It was a great play, a clutch shot, a good pass, too. Timed it right. Timed very well. And got the job done. Good motion on the shot. And... I don't know. Uh, there should have been a little more traffic that might have disrupted LeBron's shot a little bit, disrupted his movement. That would have helped in a big way, so he wouldn't have been able to put up the type of uh, shot motion he was able to get. Uh, but it fell, and the Cavaliers won. And, of course, this was in the overtime period, 140 to 138. Very fun game to watch. But, uh, man, you kind of sort of had this one, and you kind of sort of didn't finish the job. The Cavaliers were playing well. They looked like they were going to pull away in that fourth quarter. The Wolves did a valiant effort. Again, Carl uh, Anthony Towns making one three-pointer after another, particularly a clutch one later there. Catch and shoot. He's beautiful with those catch and shoot threes. He's become one of the most deadly three-point uh, shooting big men in the league now. It's happening, and it's nice because for the longest time, he's like one of five and, and two of seven. It's like, that's not going to cut it for your big man. Uh, but the guy's field goal percentage the last week or so has been freaking insane. Uh, Butler... Great week. Great week. Um, it's a tough, tough choice who's going to get the Alpha Wolf between these two. You kind of want to give it to both, but a slight edge to Carl Anthony Towns. That's kind of where I'm leaning, as amazing as Jimmy Butler was. that The game that might give it to him is because the uh, the Pelicans game, he was better than Carl. But then again, Carl didn't get the, the attempts that Jimmy did. So it's kind of like Carl was the most efficient player, but Jimmy was the overall star, this and that, the overall star of the game, the guy who took the big shots. But, of course, again, Carl Anthony Towns has made 10 consecutive three-pointers. That's insane. Uh, Andrew Wiggins even made half of his threes, by the way. He wasn't bad in the Cavs game. He just didn't get the ball as much, only 13 attempts. But, again, Carl <laughs> got 30 points on 12 field goal attempts. 30 points on 12 field goal attempts. <laughs> That, my friends, is what efficiency is all about. 30 points on 12 field goal attempts. Remember I was talking about field goal attempts versus points? Jeff Teague, 12 field goal attempts, 14 points. Because he had zero free throws in the game. 
Crawford, 13 points, 16 assists. See, that's not, or 16 points, pardon me. That's not bad, but just giving you the comparison. Giving you the comparison, 12 to 30, a 12 to 30 ratio. Taj gives an 8 to 9. Yeah, it's not even close. And he still made half his shots, but he only got one free throw in the, in the game. But, eh, you know, efficiency, efficiency. Andrew Wiggins was good in the game, though, don't get me wrong. But still, again, um, Jimmy and Carl, insane in the game. And Carl, Carl's going to get a slight edge overall because his efficiency is incredible. He was unbelievable the whole week, making the threes and, and just attacking the basket, putting the ball in there. Good. Uh, inside game, outside game, got to love the versatility. I'm accepting the three-point shooting in a big way now because it's working. Because it's working, that's the bottom line. When it's not working and you're playing on a position, it's frustrating. But if playing on a position on occasion is beneficial to the to the success of the team, gotcha. Yep, it's paying dividends, big dividends right now. A nice, big, beautiful uh, stock with 13% dividend in this case. That's a big, fat dividend, all right. And good job, Carl. You will be the Alpha Wolf Award winner for this week. Jimmy Butler right there, though, right there. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. You know, I don't think there's any player... Other than, I guess, Shabazz Muhammad for one, the way he's just kind of handling his situation, this and that, coming into camp out of shape isn't going to win anybody's uh, favor. It's not going to happen. So, Shabazz Muhammad, you get the Johnny Flynn Memorial, and yeah, um, don't let the good Lord hit you. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Pardon me for that one. Uh, lots of uh, very famous quote there, started by Brent Jacobson around these parts, anyway. At least on this show, miss hearing him calling the Purple Mafia when he would tell that to people. Don't hit, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. So there's that. Only two games to review, four games to preview. Let's break down the trade deadline a little bit here. Not gonna blah 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 forever. But Nikola Miritich, the second runner, uh, the runner-up for the Rookie of the Year award during the 2014-2015 uh, season. Uh, Andrew Wiggins won that one. Traded to the Pelicans, Omar Asik returning to the Chicago Bulls. Tony Allen, remember that guy? Wow, the oft-injured but really nice defensive uh, shooting guard from the Memphis Grizzlies for many years, According, uh, of course, starting off with the uh, Boston Celtics years ago. Jameer Nelson, the oft-traveled guy now who obviously started with the Orlando Magic, was there for a long time, went to Denver, went back to Orlando, this and that. Uh, also a first-round pick in 2018 going to the Bulls. Nikola Miritich and a 2021 second round pick heading to the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm guessing that pick is protected, though. There's no way that's like an open first round pick. Miritich isn't that good. Uh, Rashad Vaughn heading to the Brooklyn Nets and a 2018 second round pick. Tyler Zeller. Now, these were just before the deadline, a couple of days. Tyler Zeller on the fifth going to the Bucks. So, the, one of these Zeller boys. The day before the trade deadline, very, very big names here. Huge names traded in this one. Charlotte Bobcats, or Hornets, excuse me. Acquiring Willie Herman Gomez, uh, a center from the Knicks, for uh, Johnny O'Brien. So, yeah, that's a blockbuster. A second-round pick in 2020 and a second-round pick in 2021. Headed to the New York Knicks. What Amazing trade there. Uh, Jameer Nelson off from the Bulls over to the Detroit Pistons. Also going with him is a 2022 second round pick. Willie Reed, not Willis Reed, but Willie Reed going from Detroit to Chicago for a, and also including a 2022 uh, second round pick. So, so they're swapping second round picks. Interesting. Uh, okay, now let's get going. Here it comes. The Cavaliers explosion has begun. Isaiah Thomas, Channing Fry, and a 2018 first-round pick, which 99% chance is protected from the lottery. Going to the Los Angeles Lakers, Vince Germano, get your Isaiah Thomas jersey ready. Or, well, no, nah, maybe not. He'll probably he'll probably leave. Watch. I, I, I don't know. Who knows, though? Maybe he'll be a great success there. Boston and Los Angeles, kind of cool. He's the next Rick Fox, right? Played for the Lakers and the Celtics for years. Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Interesting acquisitions. I can't say they're bad. I can't. Uh, James Ennis from the Memphis Grizzlies going to Detroit for Bryce Johnson. Bryce Johnson and a 2022 second-round pick. So we love trading picks that are four years away, apparently. Luke Babbitt, former Timberwolves draft pick years ago, heading to the Miami Heat, going back to the Heat again from the Atlanta Hawks. I didn't even know he was on Atlanta for Akaro White. Huge trade there. Massive. Massive trade. Now here's the real big trade. A big one. This has got to be the biggest one of the uh, 
trade deadline, and this one I am serious about. Cleveland Cavaliers uh, acquire Rodney Hood and George Hill from the Utah Jazz. Derek Rose and Jay Crowder from the Cavaliers go to the Utah Jazz, go to the Jazz from the Cavs. And the Sacramento Kings get from the Jazz, uh, Joe Johnson, and from the Cavaliers, Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert. Uh, George Hill was actually former Jazz, but off to the, uh, he was on Sacramento in the offseason. My apologies there. So, little combination there. Derek Rose, more than likely, 99, no, 100% chance will be bought out by the Utah Jazz. And uh, the possibility exists and does persist that the the uh, <coughs> Minnesota Timberwolves will sign Derek Rose. Liar. You liar, you liar! Well, come on, aren't you excited? It's Derek Rose, MVP. Come on, he was an MVP, right? We've got a former M- uh, league MVP coming to the team. Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, have you watched Derrick Rose the last two, three years? If he even played. Yeah. Well, D. Wayne Wade is leaving the Cavaliers also. Back to the Miami Heat, where he started. Where it all started. Where he won three championships for a second-round pick from the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, D. Wayne Wade. Back to the Heat. Maybe LeBron's going back to Miami. Nah, D. Wayne Wade. D. Wayne Wade. A second-round pick for D. Wayne Wade, man. Second-round pick. That's how the mighty have fallen. Not even close. Uh... Don't even know who these guys are. Forgive me for this. Sacramento and Toronto exercise a biggie here. Bruno, Caboclo, and Malachi. Malachi. So at least I know that name. Malachi. The last book of the the Old Testament. Malachi Richardson. Zachariah Malachi. Yes. Malachi Richardson. Malachi Richardson. (sighs) Yeah. Well... It's just like the last book in the Old Testament. You don't think about it very much. I don't know if we're thinking too much about Malachi Richardson. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, big books in the Bible. Malachi is not one that's probably at the front of everyone's list. So I'm just I'm, I'm just being what I'm being. I'm, a, I'm sorry. Three-team trade here. Kind of more significant. Interesting, but some familiar names here. Emmanuel Mudiay. Remember, there were rumors about him getting traded to New York. He's on the he's on the Knicks now. Emmanuel Mudiay going from Detroit to the New York Knicks. Uh, Doug McDermott to the Dallas Mavericks. Devin Harris to the Denver Nuggets. A 2018 second round pick to the Nuggets. Future second round pick to the Knicks. Again, Dougie McDermott. Dougie McDermott to the Dallas Mavericks. So the Mavericks are all about those sharpshooters, and that's what they got there. Emmanuel Mudiay, who always kind of sort of wanted to be on the Knicks at some point. He's on the Knicks now. Emmanuel Moody, a pretty significant trade that got kind of hidden under all the buzz from the Cavaliers' explosion uh, yesterday on trade deadline. Rashad Vaughn and Dante Cunningham trading places. Uh, Dante Cunningham not coming to the Wolves. He's going to the Brooklyn Nets. Yay. Uh, Rashad Vaughn from the Nets to the Pelicans. Woo-hoo. <laughs> but Emmanuel Moody, going to the Knicks. Interesting. Interesting move there. Very. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, couple more here. Uh, <laughs> Noah Vanla, Vanla, Noah Vanla. I might be mispronouncing it. I've definitely heard of him. I mean, he's out there. And the draft rights to draft rights to Portland for a Mil- <laughs> Milovan Rakovic, Rakovic. So Rakovic. My apologies there. Future second round pick from the Atlanta Hawks to the Washington Wizards. The team, the original uh, boring logo. <laughs> with the circular logo of the Wizards, just like the Wolves' uh, uh, blueberry logo. almost looks exactly the same. It's got to be the same. Yeah, it is. It is the same. It's not even if. Uh, Sheldon Matt going to the Atlanta Hawks. And here's an interesting one that wraps things up here. The banana has been traded from Orlando. Alfred Payton to the Suns for a 2018 second-round pick. A, a second-round pick? Isn't Alfred Payton a little better than that? Like it's projected first or something? I thought the banana was a little better. Maybe they got sick of that hair. I don't know. And I call him the banana because his hair looks like a banana. It makes him look like a human banana where the top of the banana, you know, where it's, yeah, sticks out like really long like that. Yeah, and please don't think about anything else. I did not mean anything else by that. But, uh, yes, it's, uh, but (laughs) he looks like a human banana with that freaking hairdo. Maybe the Magic got sick of it. So that's your trade tracker for 2018, at least for the month of February. The, the trade deadline and the lead-up to the trade deadline. Isaiah Thomas' experiment failed miserably. What were they thinking? Cleveland. Um, but I guess Kyrie Irving wanted out anyway, and it kind of was what it was. A massive name and Isaiah Thomas, who did phenomenal for Boston. Um, but unfortunately, the hip injury, which is something that also plagued the guy with the infamous award, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Johnny Flynn himself 
Hip injuries in basketball don't mix very well. Uh, it didn't help me either at all. Uh, I hurt my hip mowing lawns. Uh, just kind of one of those things like wear and tear type of things where it wasn't just like whammo. It just started hurting and it kept getting worse and it still hurts all these years later. And I'm, I don't know. I just wasn't the same player in basketball. My defense was pretty bad, actually. Went from really good to pretty bad. So kind of see where Flynn and uh, Thomas are coming from with those. That's why their defense sucks partially. But I don't know. Maybe it sucked anyway. So let's wrap up segment number one. There's your trade deadline. And, of course, the Wolves split. Let's preview four games. Timberwolves explosion segment number two four games to preview really quick though to start off this segment yeah I, I didn't put a soundbite in the previous little thing like I always do during the bumper music during that one it's just a fun bit but I didn't want to this show uh, I'd rather uh, open with this instead uh, Neil Nate Duck Thiessing who I uh, didn't mention on this show last week because uh, nothing had happened yet he'd been having complications with his medications and such the past couple weeks but what took place some of you uh, uh, a lot of you that know me saw on Facebook lots of postings of how I pray for him. He was in dire straits. Uh, Friday night, of course, after the most recent uh, Timberwolves explosion show, he was having trouble breathing. Then suddenly, when, well, when his parents were taking him to the hospital, he had a cardiac arrest, which obviously stops your blood flow. And apparently during that time, he had suffered brain damage. Um, we didn't know that right away, of course. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. His mom messaged me uh, during the middle of the night. I woke up Saturday morning and saw that. And, of course, talked about him on Brave the Wild, which is what show he's been on in the past. Uh, numerous Brave the Wild episodes, which is, of course, the Minnesota Wild podcast I do. Just an unbelievable guy. A great, uh, great personality. Wouldn't hurt a fly. Just the nicest person in the world. Um... But it turned out he had some brain damage, and ultimately he did not survive. Uh, he passed away Wednesday night. So um, a very, very sad day for his family uh, and all of his friends. There's so many of us. Uh, he has many, many friends. Many people love the guy. Great personality. Great, uh, just a kind, kind overall person. And again, uh, also knowledgeable about hockey. He played the sport years ago, so fun to watch, uh, fun to talk about hockey with him on the show. And of course, he loved the Timberwolves too. Uh, he he would often text me, call me during the draft, or he would even hang out sometimes. Of course, uh, we'd, we'd hang out in the summer a lot. And in the winter, we'd go to like places like, you know, like the uh, Osaka, places like that. Very, very fun place to go. Um, just an overall wonderful person. Um, but he did not survive. He ended up passing away Wednesday night. Um, again, uh, Somebody I've known for about 12 years. I worked with him when I was in my service days years ago. Uh, we both hated the place, but we made it fun for each other, that type of thing. So I want to give Neil Nate Dog Thiessing a moment of silence. God bless Neil Nate Dog Thiessing, his family, and all of his friends as well. Uh, we will miss you very, 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 very much. So I look forward to seeing you one day in heaven again. So now we <laughs> difficultly uh, transfer over to the previews of the Chicago Bulls. We see Zach Levine for the first time since the trade. Of course, Chris Dunn will not be available due to concussion protocol. He suffered a concussion about two weeks ago, approximately two weeks ago. He will not play tonight's game against the Timberwolves, also on ESPN. So the Wolves will be getting some more national broadcast, including uh, the Los Angeles Lakers next Thursday, right before the All-Star break. As next week's show's uh, preview section will be very short. Only one game, actually. Friday. That's it. <laughs> Friday against the Houston Rockets. So, no. I don't think there'll be any previews. It'll just be reviews. And that's fine. That's fine. We'll just do what we do. We'll figure something out. We'll have something to talk about, I'm sure. Who knows what'll happen between now and then. Maybe we'll get Derrick Rose and, and he'll look like an MVP again, the former Chicago Bull. Well, that's who we're playing, the Chicago Bulls. Yes, sir. Zach Levine, no Chris Dunn, uh, Larry Markinen, though, the guy we would have kept. That's the talk. We would have actually, that would have been our guy anyway. 
should the trade have happened or not. It wasn't we just took him only to trade him because the trade had already been agreed upon if he was available at that spot. Minnesota and Chicago have not played yet. They will play again on the 24th of February. So just in a couple weeks, Minnesota and Chicago will have wrapped up their uh, season series. This one is in Chicago, in United Center. The Bulls are 18 and 35. They have some positive moments. They have some negative moments. Chris Dunn had been very valuable. Uh, Nikola Mirotic had officially been leading the team in scoring. He is now with the Pelicans. Um... Chris Dunn, uh, Omar Ostek is now on the Bulls, so good luck. Hopefully he can kind of get uh, regain some of his uh, <laughs> regain some of his form that he had years ago with the Bulls. He was pretty good with the Bulls back then. Uh, Chris Dunn, of course, obviously had some spectacular games with the Bulls, some 30-point efforts, some 10 assists plus games. So far during, the, uh, during his 40 games with the Bulls, Chris Dunn has averaged almost 14 points and about 6.5 and assists. Zach Levine has played 11 games. Limited minutes, spark plug off the bench like he was in his second season with the Wolves. His first season, it was so limited until later on in the year, but mostly coming off the bench, occasional starts, but nothing special. Didn't really get big minutes until his third season, and he really stood out at that stage. Zach Levine, with the wonderful shooting form he has definitely improved on over the course of time. It was always pretty good, but it's gotten better and better. About 40% from downtown so far this year. Field goal percentage identical, so... Probably a little erratic overall. Maybe takes too many crazy shots on occasion, but still obviously brings a great effort to the to, to the floor. He's averaging almost three assists, about five, four and a half rebounds, and almost 16 points a game is Zach Levine. So he'd actually technically be the leading scorer of the Chicago Bulls right now, despite playing about 24 minutes a game for uh, <coughs> Fred Hoiberg's Chicago Bulls there. Uh, Robin Lopez is still a part of things. He's been the Iron Man for the Bulls. Nothing special, but still, then again, he's actually solid. I mean, 12.5 points. Uh, the rebounding has never been that great. His brother doesn't rebound very well either. Brooke Lopez, definitely a higher-scoring player, but oft-injured with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Robin Lopez not even averaging a block a game this year. That's way down from the past, so not sure what's going on there. Uh, Jerry and Grant has played some point guard position uh, for the Bulls. Justin Holiday's been the point guard often on. So it's a tough situation for the Bulls right now. Uh, Jerry and Grant's really the other point guard, and he's not stood out like Chris Dunn has. He's now, he's about the same amount of assists, not nearly as good of a... Uh, overall uh, shooting and such and attacking the basket. Not as aggressive, but he's still averaging uh, about 8.5 points a game. This is a very, very, very winnable game for the Timberwolves. Obviously, no more Miritich. Larry Markkinen has definitely stood out as well, though. Nice rookie season. Three-point percentage, about 37. Field goal percentage, 43. He makes 85% of his free throws, which is nice. That stands out. He's tops on the team. Just needs to get to the line more often, be a little more aggressive, but he's got a nice and bright future ahead of him. Almost averaging eight rebounds a game, so a little bit of Dirk Nowitzki out of Laurie Markkinen. 15.5 points a game. Not bad for his rookie year. He's missed a few games. 47 total on the season. About 30 minutes. The Wolves need to win this basketball game, though, and Jimmy Butler's returning to Chicago for the first time. So I expect a massive, massive night from Jimmy Butler. I expect upper 30s from Jimmy Butler. I think he's going to have a huge game. I think he's going to give Fred Hoiberg some looks. I think he's going to give. Uh, I think he's going to look at some of the <laughs> the management that might be in the audience there. He's going to be doing some stares. He's going to be doing that smile he does, or like that, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> like he was last week. Uh, kind of trash talking a bit. Well, not even trash talking, just giving the stare after the trash talk was going on against the Pelicans there. But um, it's going to be a good night, I think, for Jimmy Butler. I expect upper 30s. Hopefully, Andrew Wiggins can stand out. Uh, Carl had some weird games last year against the Bulls, but the Wolves ended up still winning those games. Carl starting things out crazy with some silly three-point shooting, but then things turned around quickly in Chicago. I expect a Minnesota Timberwolves victory in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, this team has depleted so much. Uh, Biritich was one of the bright spots on that team, and they traded him away. So, I don't know. Uh, it does pave the way for the Zach Levines, the Larry Markkinen's and such, to get more and more shots. So that's the good part. And Chris Dunn hopefully can come out of concussion protocol and be up and at him again. Uh, God bless Chris Dunn. Hopefully that injury doesn't plague him for a long period of time because concussions tend to do that sometimes. Uh, two steals a game for Chris Dunn. So, again, adding that physical defense and the takeaways. Takeaways are a good thing. Sometimes they're overrated, but hey, his man on defense is not something to uh, sneeze at. It really isn't. Uh, Minnesota will win the game, though. Something of the likes. I'm going to go with uh, 
Let's look at how how have the Bulls played lately. Yeah, they've lost their last five. They're going way down the hill. That's why uh, that's one of the reasons they traded uh, Miritich away. They've given up a lot more points than they had in the past. I think Minnesota's going to score something of the likes of 114, maybe even more. Uh, it's going to be something like that. But I expect 114, and they will keep the Bulls under 100, like 98, 96. I expect a uh, double-digit victory for the Wolves. 114, 96, Minnesota will trounce the Bulls in their home court. And uh, But you'll see a nice game from Zach Levine. Butler and Levine will be the main guys in the scoring, but I do think Butler wins that battle. If, if uh, Butler's on Levine, I think Butler will have a great game uh, in a big way. Levine can't guard Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry. Uh, Levine will have a nice game. I expect over 20 points, maybe even 25 and up. But I think Butler's going to get in the mid to upper 30s against this team. He's a little more going on. Uh, I don't think Zach Levine's that mad at us. And I think Butler's annoyed with the Bulls. So let's move forward. Show is getting longer already. <laughs> Sacramento Kings, the Sacramento Kings, Sacramento. The Bulls again have lost their last five. Nothing special there. The Sacramento Kings have won two out of their last five. They lost to the Spurs 113.98, beat the Pelicans 114.103, crushed by the Warriors, kind of. Yeah, they got crushed. 15 points, 119.104, beat by Dallas 106.99, and they beat the Bulls. They beat the Bulls 104.98. So Sacramento a little better than Chicago. And they are kind of sometimes. The record is actually worse because the, the Chris Dunn and Zach Levine uh, resurgence got the Bulls started winning some games there after they started horrendous. Worst record in the, in the league. Zach Randolph is a pain in the ass, man. He really is. He's always been a pain in the butt to this team forever and ever and ever. Uh, Buddy Held, healed. Buddy Healed is nothing special. He's the next Steph Curry. No, nobody's the next anything, really, at the end of the day. Um... Oh, I hate what just happened here. Piece of... <laughs> really, man? Well, that's nice. Oh, we'll worry about that in a minute. <sighs> so, the Sacramento Kings again. Zach Randolph uh, still leading them in scoring, and good for him. He's had a wonderful uh, overall run there with the uh, Sacramento Kings so far this year. Been an Iron Man, leading the team in scoring. Not much of a scoring team for the most part. They have some good games, but generally speaking, they're kind of, uh, you know, it, it's a mix. It's just a mix of players. George Hill is gone. That's not going to help them at all. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's not, not going to be a, a good mix. They traded away George Hill, of course, and wind up with the likes of Joe Johnson and Iman Shumpert. I, I don't know. I mean, Joe Johnson's really past his prime. Im, Iman Shumpert, I, I don't know. He's kind of in and out, oft injured, this and that. He's good sometimes, and he's just not good other times. So nothing really to get excited with the Sacramento Kings. I, I don't know what the point of that really was at the end of the day, other than they just probably wanted to clear away salary, and that's it. Uh, Joe Johnson, once upon a time, had the worst contract in the league, but well, we'll move on from that. Sacramento and Minnesota. So far, the Wolves lead the season series. It's a best of three at this point. Uh, Minnesota hosting this one, and then head to Sacramento on the 26th of Mar uh, February. So wrapping that up quickly, Wolves won 119.96. Pretty... Uh, pretty soundly on the 14th of December. I expect another solid win for the Wolves. I think you're going to have back-to-back -back wins here. I think the Wolves start off early and often, and they lead by a good amount. This Sacramento team used to be a pain in the butt for the Wolves. I don't anticipate that at this point. I think Minnesota wins this thing by double digits. Again, not trying to be overly optimistic. I just, that's the way I see it. I'm be very stunned if the Wolves do not win this game. I think it's another one where the Wolves build an early lead and walk away with it. I expect a good game from Andrew Wiggins, who uh, usually has good games against the Sacramento Kings. I think mid to, upper th mid to upper 20s in this one. I think he'll lead the Wolves in scoring, possibly. Butler will be hanging around like he always does, but Towns continuing his sharp shooting. I mean, I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Uh, he's been great. I think he'll have a good game against the Bulls, too, Carl Anthony Towns. Right now, this group of three guys—I mean, they've been—they've been—they've been great. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins has been the quiet one generally out of the three, but sometimes he has those big games, and I expect something special from Andrew against the Sacramento Kings. I think he's the more likely guy to stand out in the game, in, in my humble opinion. The Wolves will win by double digits, something the likes of one, uh, something of the likes one fourteen, one hundred, something like that. So we'll continue to move on. But we'll see Joe Johnson and Iman Shumpert. Oh, goody. I'm sure the Sacramento fan base is just, uh, they're just uh, buzzing about that one. Uh, Minnesota will host the Houston Rockets. Very entertaining game, I expect, against the first place Rockets. One first place team against another. <laughs> Southwest Division leader there, Houston, 40-13 and 13 on the on the season. The Wolves are 34-23 and 23 at this moment, of course. But hopefully they'll be 36-23 and 23 heading into this one. They better be. Uh, you got to beat Chicago. And uh, 
Sacramento. You, you got to get the job done against those teams. Houston, obviously, has been really strong. They've won all of their last five games. They outscore everybody, 114-107 with Orlando, 102-91 against uh, division rival San Antonio. Nice lower-scoring game, but still got the job done by 11. Crushed Cleveland by almost, well, about 32 there. Uh, beat Brooklyn by only 10. Hmm. Brooklyn hung in there for a while, 123-113. And the Rockets beat Miami. Those were all road games, by the way. Four road wins. Incredible. So Houston looking really strong. Just one team pretty much in front of them, and that's the Golden State Warriors. Other than that, uh, this will be the Wolves' definite loss in this uh, three-game stretch here. Houston has uh, a pretty good uh, has a one-game lead on the season series. I think they'll continue. One sixteen ninety-eight Rockets over the Wolves in Houston. This one will be closer though, and I expect a pretty fun battle between these clubs. I would not be surprised at all. Uh, just ten days later, the Wolves will play the Rockets again, and I'll come back to that in a second. Just want to look at the previous game. Uh, Carl and Jimmy had a very strong game. Xander Wiggins was all right, but not the best. Uh, 23 points for Jimmy, 22 for Carl, but then again, not a good game in general. But Carl, very strong, five blocks, 16 rebounds in the game. Didn't score as much because he struggled from the three-point range, uh, one of seven. I don't expect that this time around. I am expecting Carl Anthony Towns to go for 30-plus, 16 rebounds, maybe a couple blocks, something like that. But I think it's going to be a 16 plus type of rebound type of night for Carl. I think he's going to get 30-something in the game. I expect a good game from Butler as well, but I think Carl is the man going against the Houston Rockets. He'll have a very strong performance. Uh, the season series will wrap up in Minnesota on the 18th of March, so that's interesting there. Um, I don't think the Wolves will win the season series. Uh, maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> I truly doubt it, unfortunately. I don't expect the Wolves to win the game, but I expect the Wolves to be very much in the game until later on. It's going to be something of the likes of 123 to 118, something like that. And I think Carl's going to have a huge game. Hopefully Andrew can uh, chip in in uh, upper 20s, Jimmy Butler, something like that. But I think Carl will get in the 30s in this game, and it's going to be very dramatic. Jimmy Butler and Carl may both reach 30, and Andrew something along the likes of 25. Jeff Teague, he's going to get double-digit assists. Well, see, put it this way. Jeff Teague is either going to have a very strong game, like mid, maybe like up, upper teens to low 20s and double-digit assists, or he's going to be horrendous, like two of seven and like six points and four turnovers, something like that, and like four assists. So it's going to be like that. And, of course, if that comes out with Jeff Teague, probably either hope that Tyus Jones is good or, or the, the, the wilted Rose will, if he shows up by that point, will, will be the, the shocker of the year. But, no, it, it would pretty much fall on Tyus Jones to hopefully help save the day there if Jeff Teague doesn't show up to play. Um, but I do expect Houston to win the game, 123-118. But a very entertaining back-and-forth battle, kind of like the Cleveland game. Maybe even higher scoring than uh, what I'm talking about. It could be higher very easily between these two offenses. Uh, of course, James Harden's one of the leading scorers in the league. Chris Paul's in and out, but when he's healthy, he's, he's obviously still a great player. Eric Gordon can shoot in the middle of the night sometimes. and Sometimes, sometimes he shoots too much, and that's part of the problem. Um, obviously, Harden shoots a million threes as well. But overall, this team capable of getting to the basket and making three-pointers. And you also have valuable uh, defensive players like Luke Richard, Mamute. But then again, he'll, he'll make stops here and there. But generally speaking, this club gives up a lot of points to the Houston Rockets. Houston will win the game because they're just the, <laughs> they're just one of the best teams in the league right now. So now we wrap up the, the previews here. Minnesota versus the Los Angeles Lakers on Thursday, if I ever get around to it here. And unfortunately, I'm having trouble doing that, right? <laughs> no, it's okay. Los Angeles Lakers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves on the 15th of December on TNT. So there you go. You get the Thursday game, the TNT game, Minnesota and Los Angeles. This game will be a target center, so that's the good part. I do expect a win, but I think it's going to be one of those annoying games, though. Uh, the Minnesota has crushed the Lakers so far. 121-104, 114-96. Isaiah Thomas will be in uniform uh, at this stage. So, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> Larry Nance Jr. and Mr. Larry Nance Jr. and, of course, uh, Mr. Jordan Clarkson on their way out to Cleveland. So you won't have to worry about Clarkson torching the Wolves. That's the good part. But, again, Isaiah Thomas might end up torching the Wolves in the game. Uh, they're one of the best rebounding teams in the league. Remember, that's been a problem for the Wolves in the past. That's why we haven't won some games. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, 
I mean, they're good players, but they're not the kind of guys you want leading your franchise. Julius Randle's leading the team in rebounds at 7.4, yet they're one of the best rebounding teams in the league. Of course, will we finally see Lonzo Ball? Because that's one of the guys we haven't seen so far. Lonzo Ball's been in and out with injuries and such. Uh, almost six rebounds a game. No, seven rebounds a game. Seven assists a game. Lonzo Ball's got a little Jason Kidd in him, definitely. Uh, high rebounding, high assist type of guy. Um... In and out, though, with injuries, he's missed a good number of games, almost 20 games already in his rookie season, so that's frustrating. Uh, Corey Brewer gets minimal minutes, but he provides that energy when he's out there. Tyler Ennis has actually started some games. Tyler Ennis, same name as Minnesota Wild uh, forward out there. Fourth line, up to top line. He plays all over the, with the winger position with the Wild. Uh, he's played on every line except the second, pretty much, with them. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope has been a factor. There's not a whole lot to say about this team yet, but we'll we'll see. Uh, of course, Larry Nance Jr. is no longer there. Yeah, we talked about that a million times. Jordan Clarkson has torched the Wolves many times in the past, but he'll worry about that when we play the Cleveland Cavaliers next year, if he's still there. Um, Isaiah Thomas, though, he'll be a main attraction. I expect uh, Isaiah Thomas to surge a little bit with the Lakers. You don't have LeBron James to dominate the ball. I, uh, Isaiah Thomas can dominate the ball and have a little fun there for the Lakers. And it'll be on national television. I think Isaiah Thomas is going to have a huge game, actually. Don't be surprised. Um, at least for an energy thing. Like, uh, here I am in L.A. Let's roll, baby. I think he'll get something out of the upper 20s in the game. I think Isaiah Thomas is going to be a pain in the butt for the Wolves uh, on the defensive side of the ball in terms of, again, he's going to score like crazy. So it's going to give us a hard time defensively. Uh, Brandon Ingram, obviously... He's an up-and-comer. He's been doing a great job. Kyle Kuzma has been a nice story for the Lakers. Julius Randle, you know, he, he stayed healthy this year, and that's good. His minutes aren't what you'd want them to be, but I don't know. I mean, that's kind of how it is with the Lakers right now. Lots of young guys. Uh, everybody deserves a chance to play, like Larry Nance Jr., Julius Randle, stuff like that. So that's one of the reasons probably why Julius Randle wasn't getting a ton of minutes. Um, so that's one of the reasons why the uh, Lakers may have traded Nance away. Let him be a valuable piece for the Cleveland Cavaliers and give Julius Randle more time out there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things work. Uh, could be paving the way for LeBron James as well. Uh, clearing cap space, moving players out of the way, this and that, so the Lakers can go after LeBron James. We'll talk about that when we need to. I think the Wolves will win the season series with the Lakers. They'll clinch a victory after two blowout wins, kind of blowouts anyway, in the second one there, 114-96. Yeah, it's close enough. 18-point win on New Year's Day and Christmas Day. Um, wrap up the season series all the way up in April. That one might be a loss. Don't be surprised. Uh, April the 6th. Don't be surprised the Lakers actually win that game, but I think Minnesota will win the season series three games to one. Los Angeles has won four out of their last five. They've won four in a row. That's pretty good. Beat the Brooklyn Nets. Beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by four. The Suns won 12 to, one, uh, to 93. Oklahoma City won a 181. Wow. So the Lakers have been pounding some teams lately. This won't be an easy game, but it'll help that it's in target center. Um, I expect Carl. I, I think Carl will be the best player in this one. Don't be surprised to see Carl Anthony Towns claim another Alpha Wolf Award this week. I think he's going to have some big games against Houston and L.A. I think Minnesota will be 3-1 and one this week. Just that Houston game will not work out, I don't think. Maybe we'll get blown out. Maybe we'll hang in there. Maybe we'll lose to the Lakers. I don't know. But I think the Minnesota Timberwolves protect home court very well. Uh, we won't win at home against Houston, but we will beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Higher scoring game like it usually is. Usually kind of higher scoring. Let's go with 112 to 100, something like that. It'll be a little closer. Isaiah Thomas will put up a good effort. He's going to get a lot of points, upper 20s. But again, not a whole lot of other scorers around him. Even though there are scorers, they're just not high you know, they're not really high octane in the scoring department necessarily. Just a deep bunch of guys who can hit shots here and there. But I think Minnesota will win out. Jerry Butler will have a nice game, but Carl Anthony Towns will be the guy that stands out the most. Another 30-point, 15-rebound type of effort. Hopefully some blocks mixed in. And a little uh, barbecue chicken uh, mixed in with a nice dunk from uh, something. A nice feed from Teague or Jimmy Butler along the way. But Minnesota will finish the week 3-1. and one over the Los Angeles Lakers with Vince Germano and others out there. Kalen Woods, <laughs> Stu Benson, and others out there that are Laker fans in the Australian community that love the Courtside Podcast. Let's take a quick break and get to fan interaction.
And we are back for Fan Interaction, segment number three, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. Having some weird problems with the internet here, so yeah. What? Keeping things rolling. Lakers, Pies, Browns, that's Vince Germano and Tanae Brown also retweeting the show last time around. Thank you guys for retweeting with my uh, link for Kimberwolves Explosion on Twitter, at Wolves Explosion. Tanae Brown says, Mate, the sports culture in Minneapolis has been brilliant this season. I wish I could live there and always be a part of it. And yeah, I would love to see you here. I would love to meet you here. And boy, I could use a, I could use a, uh, uh, a friend here in person, uh, obviously with Neil passing. That's a big void. That's a big void. I don't have a whole lot of friends that actually live here. A lot of people live far away. Most of my friends don't live here anymore, or they never did. A lot of my friends, you know, from the podcasting, obviously, you know, Tene, Vince Germano, obviously, I mean, I met them from the podcasting, but you were all 100% legitimate friends. You're the real thing. Just live far away, unfortunately, so we don't get to hang out or anything, which is a bummer, but one day, hopefully, that would be great. Um, that was cool. Uh, we'll move forward here. Tene Brown was saying my exact thoughts. Yep, Harablos uh, Vulgaris says, I may have taken the risk and doubled LBJ on this play and left the guys who were within their own three-point line open for the 3-4 heave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have, too. I mean, LeBron James is the only guy who was close. Those guys were too far away from a second on the clock. They're not going to get anything. So double LeBron. That would have been a good common sense call. So good call for Haral. Haralabos, hopefully I'm Haralabos, boss. I hope I'm pronouncing it right, and I apologize if not. But I agree, exact. I agree completely today. That was good, and I apologize I didn't get back here right away with that one. Uh, great thoughts there today. Hundred percent agree with that one. <laughs> that was a BS defensive stand by the Wolves on that one. It was one second, one second on the clock, from the greatest defensive coach of all time. So. He's a great defensive coach. Great. So, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So let's move to Facebook. Do follow the Twitter account if you could. I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Flip's Army. First, though, Flip's Army Facebook page. Do join that by liking it. Just like the page. Join the page. Conversate with the... Conversate with all the many uh, followers, all the many uh, members of that page. In-game threads, Wolves News, this and that. Do join it. Wonderful guy. Thank you, uh, Trevor Wickerman, for allowing me to post... Links to Timberwolves Explosion on that Facebook page. Um, and I posted about how tired of his lack of playing time. Shabazz Muhammad wants out of Minnesota by trade or waived by this upcoming deadline per Woj. Wojnowski. Uh, Nicholas Simon out of Australia says, Bye. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Gotta love that. Jenny Brown out of New Zealand says, I hope he goes somewhere like the Lakers or Magic and is given a run. Otherwise, I'd like to see what Pop could do with him on the Spurs. That would be really interesting. I wonder what he would be like on the Spurs. Or if Popovich would even have enough patience for him. But maybe Wayne Hunt, of course. And I was on the Courtside Podcast. Little guest stand there. Do check out the Courtside Podcast, by the way. Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog there with Vinrock, Vince Germano, and Stu Benson. Uh, love you guys very much. Wonderful basketball show. Uh, Hank McCoy stayed up all night following the trade deadline. Hank McCoy. I just called him Hank McCoy again. That's his nickname. Wayne Hunt. Wayne Hunt of the Spurs. Uh, Courtside talk. I'll never get the Hank McCoy out of my head here. Sorry. Um, do check out that show. It is absolutely spectacular. And I had a little guest uh, little guest sit in on the most recent one that popped up on iTunes. And there's no longer a one-year fee for the premium shows. They're going, they've gone all free. So they've changed it. They've kind of back to just standard iTunes. And they should be all on, on Podbean still as well, if I remember correctly, and anything on Stitcher. And, of course, also for Android phones, there's, the, again, the Double Twist application you can download. Or you can even Google it and attach it to your home on your Android phone as well. So it's like Google. It's interesting. You can attach the RSS feed. It's literally like an application. It shows up like an application on your phone. So that's really interesting. I just discovered that this week. Some of you might be like, I knew that two years ago. I don't know how long it's been going on, but you can attach it on your Android phone, and there's the whole show. Uh, every show that's ever been for Brave the Wild, Tim Rules, Explosion, Pearl Mafia, or, of course, the Courtside Podcast. So fascinating stuff that that's out there. Let's get to what Wayne Hunt had to say, though. He says, hey, I don't have a problem with this either way. Baz played great at the end of last season. But if you think coming into camp this year, exactly, out of shape, is going to cut it on a Thibs team, keep dreaming. It's going to be that much harder to play yourself into shape with no minutes. Uh-huh. The kid can ball, no question, but nothing is given in the league, and the next guy on the roster is only looking to take your spot, like Marcus George's hunt, right? Uh, I wish him well, but if you're not going to put the work in, 
It's only a matter of time before the league spits you out. Yep, that's what happened to William Avery. Remember, he was a pretty high draft pick for the Wolves years ago. He thought he was going to be a nice uh, Marbury replacement after the uh, whole trade had to take place with, the, at the time, New Jersey Nets. Marbury and then Terrell Brandon. And then you got uh, Wally Zerbiak in that draft and William Avery. And you hoped for William Avery, and he did not put in the work. And William Avery ended up being three years of nothing. Zilch. And that was a big, fat, bleeping waste. And I hated it, and I was just so disappointed because I thought William Avery was going to have a nice future in the NBA. And he just, it's like he didn't even care. And when the fans were there, you know, in the little uh, public scrimmages we used to actually have in Target Center rather than Mankato or South Dakota or whatever, Iowa, it used to be in Target Center every year. Right before training camp started, there was a little public scrimmage, like the same day training camp did start. It was fun. Uh, I think it was the day after media day. And William Avery just walked past everybody. I remember that. The first one. The very first one just walked past everybody like, go away. And he didn't score a single point in the game. And he had this whiny look on his face like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Man, that was frustrating. I didn't want to acknowledge anybody. Whatever, man. So that's basically what William Avery is. Screw him. Out of Duke, of course, back in the 1999 draft. And uh, Philip Brown mentioned... Derek Bickley. So he was intrigued by that. Maybe get the Shabazz Muhammad to the Knicks or something like that. Uh, let's see if there's any posts to the page recently, and there usually are. Uh, Tris Posterino, welcome back. It's been a while. Uh, she says, hi, Joey. What, what's this about Shabazz Muhammad wanting to be traded? Can we swap him for Johnny Flynn and Donald Trump's jockstrap? I think you can. Um, that might be about all you're going to get for Shabazz Muhammad at this stage. Uh, and then Trish said, Joey, talk to me. And I apologize for not getting back to you right away. And I was saying, that's probably what we'd get for him at best at this point. So apologize for not getting back to you right away, Trish Posterino. And uh, I miss uh, you and Jules Posterino. We used to post on this page more often. Keep keep coming. I hope you're still listening. Uh, if you can, post on the page. Let me know if you're still listening. I'm guessing they are. I hope so thanks again for uh, being a part of the show, everybody. I do appreciate it. This is facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, by the way. That's the link, or you can just look it up. And if two of them show up, if there's still the Facebook group, join the one that's the page, okay? Join the one that's the page. And, of course, you'll see the newer logo for Timberwolves Explosion because the group is long, long, long time ago. So it is what it is. It is what it is. So the situation is that yes, uh, it's been a wonderful show. Of course, the situation is tough though with Shabazz Muhammad. We'll see what takes place. It's like I had two trains of thought, one in my head there. I just had an email pop up and everything and I'm going to the Neil's funeral tomorrow. So of course, I'm a little distracted at the moment. Apologize if I'm a little goofy and weird. It's certainly not intended in a negative way. Um, And I'm obviously very sad. Um, I'm doing my best to get through what I can and of course, you know, Life has to go on, like it or not, and it is what it is. It's, nobody's going to enjoy it. Nobody's going to, nobody's happy about it. Life is not fair at all. It's not even close to fair, and this is another example as to why. Just the wrong, the wrong people are the ones that, you know, are the ones that always seem to leave the, the earliest, and it sucks. <laughs> and bad, you know, because they're, they're too good to leave early, man. You know, you want them here forever. And, I don't know, and, like, all the bad, crappy people, like, freaking, uh, uh, what am I, what's the guy's name now? Um, David Rockefeller lives to 101. That evil SOB lives to 101, and Neil can't even live to 35, you know? Talk about unfair. That, that's bullcrap, isn't it? David bleeping Rockin- Rockefeller gets into the triple digits. That evil, you know, I'll get off that. Um, it's what he is, though. He's no good. Uh, 101. God. That's just an example of how unfair life truly is. Enough of that little mini semi-rant, whatever it was. Um, God bless Neil. At the end of the day, that's what's more important. Not about my rant about David Rockefeller or any other creep out there. Um, So, (laughs) I apologize. Please do join the Facebook page, the Twitter account. Please call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine you're calling in to the uh, Timberwolves Explosion Show. Give your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. It is a three-minute limit because it is an actual voicemail. The uh, Call Now button on the Facebook page does the exact same thing. It just uses Facebook Messenger to do it. As long as you're on some type of data or Wi-Fi, it'll go right through. It's not long distance. In fact, those days are pretty much like long gone anyway, thankfully. And then the audio submission route is the final way to get on the show. That 
in, in the uh, fan interaction segment. Use the free recording app on any smart device there is. Just record it, treat it like a phone call, and then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, and I will uh, convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zamzar.com, which is, of course, a free plug for them, which I, I have every right to, or I have every reason to want to give them a free plug because it's a wonderful uh, thing that they allow me to do, convert files for free, so how, <laughs> how could I not give them a little plug? Um, so that's nice, as long as the file's not too big, right? Like a whole show or something, that's not going to work. Uh, without paying something. So there's that. Uh, please give Timberwolves Explosion a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Greatly appreciated. And when I see it, I will read it and give you a big shout-out and a thank you. Thanks again, Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt. Wayne Hunt, thank you so much for having me on. It was just me and Wayne, which was really fun. A little one-on-one with Wayne Hunt. What a great guy. Isn't he great? He lives in uh, Sydney. We both, uh, we both, yep, we're, we're both, uh, you know, we're, we're both similar in a lot of ways. We've worked service, you know, we live in the apartment life, this and that. It, it is what it is. I mean, life is what it is. You, you work your ass off to survive, and that's what society is right now. So you just got to do what you got to do. And uh, my difference is I don't have kids. He does. So having kids, I can imagine that's tough. It's not easy. But uh, Wayne Hodge, you can tell he does a great job. So And what a great job he does as the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast. I can't say enough how much I approve of that show and I can't say enough how much I thank uh, Wayne Hunt and uh, Vince Germano and Stu Benson also for supporting Timberwolves Explosion, uh, particularly uh, saying it's courtside approved from Wayne Hunt. Thank you so much. Uh, want to thank all of you out there, Vince Germano and others that have been so kind. You know, Tanae Brown about the uh, passing of Neil Thiessing. Thank you for the support and the kind words. God bless you. Just thank you so much for those of you out there that saw what, what took place this past week and for the kind words. I can't say enough. I can't thank you enough. God bless you. And we'll be back next week with hopefully a positive week for our Minnesota Timberwolves.